0: Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest HR on the Offensive podcast. Of your host today, it's Romy Hobson here, and I am joined with a group of lasers who want to talk about AI. Who are we, guys?
0: Hi, Rachel. It's uh, hi, Romy. It's Aaron, and I'm joined by Rachel, who I've just accidentally introduced there. So, um uh, for those of you who have heard me on the podcast before, I'm managing director and co-founder here at Lace, and uh, excited to have a, a little bit of a chat with my colleague Rachel about AI, Rachel.
2: Thanks Aaron so spoiler alert my name is Rachel and I also work with Lace partners I work on the HR tech advisory side and yet excited to talk about AI and its use cases within HR.
1: That's exactly right so I guess we start from the beginning Um, the main topic we're going to cover here is AI and where it fits in the workplace and where it's going to bring the most value so for you guys what's some context here?
2: So just to, I suppose, take it back to basics, really, so the g- the general definition in my mind of AI is the simulation of human intelligence. So machines or computers you're, are programmed to think like humans, which therefore means they can execute tasks on our behalf. And a great example of that is machine learning, uh, which is based on patterns of historic data, which helps impact decisions. So that's, in my mind, the generic term. Um, and I suppose the way it applies to HR is it allows us to take away those, I guess, repetitive tasks to allow us to then truly add value um, as a function.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, it's as you say, Rachel, it's it's repetitive task, right? That's the thing, isn't it? And as we all know, in HR, there's quite a lot of those uh, across the whole life cycle. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about some of where those can fit in. But if you think about recruitment and talent acquisition in particular, that that sort of volume management, volume handling lends itself really, really nicely to to AI. We'll come back and talk a little bit about that. I think the whole case management, service desk handling, there's, there's quite a lot involved in that space. A little bit more sophisticated, I guess, is things like learning starting to understand people's learning patterns and what they're, what's, uh, what might be of interest, a bit like the old Netflix kind of thing, or, you know, that's starting to emerge, right? You sort of, There's a lot of algorithms working away in the background, always showing you horror movies rather than sci-fi, you know, those sorts of nice things. Um, and then the other one, I guess, um, that I really would love to chat about a little bit more today is sort of in that space around sort of talent and team building. You know, there's a couple of things out there I know that are starting to look at understanding how teams might work together and help suggest how you might work well with others. So some good, good, interesting things in there. And certainly some time savers that allow businesses to get to the value and really focus their, their resources, their budgets on value. Um, and at the same time, hopefully give employees a better experience because they're, you know, they're getting faster to data and information that they want as they need it when they need it.
1: Interesting. Um, And so what do you think are the most interesting trends that are emerging at the moment? What would you say are things that you're looking out for on the market?
2: I think for me, I'm finding the talent area particularly exciting. I think both from an employer perspective and an employee or candidate perspective as well. So we're seeing a lot around talent acquisition. Um, so the ability to filter CVs, to be able to find key attributes, to take the to be, make it easier for employers to narrow down their search, which I think is really exciting. I think whilst employees are in an organisation as well, to be able to see which current roles are available, if you're talking about large or enterprise level organisations, you can actually find roles that are either temporary, so project type roles that suit your skill set, or even permanent transfers to other departments or locations based on skills that are already predefined and the system about you. So that's pretty exciting. Also, from a candidate perspective as well, I've seen once you've been offered a role, there's the ability to scan your own CV to then transfer that information automatically onto your onboarding. I know some headaches for candidates once they've accepted a role is having to fill out the same information again and again. So the ability to AI can help with that in terms of taking that key information from those CVs and putting that in automatically. So, pretty, pretty cool stuff coming through on the talent space.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. I think that it's really interesting. I was reflecting, having done a couple of these discussions over the last few years around AI. You know, I think we're going to come on and talk a little bit about some of the potential pitfalls to watch out for. But what's been really exciting is watching it move from being a CV filtering tool, which is you know where it really started trying to focus, as, as Rachel said, on that volume side, through to now something that appears in a lot of different products across the life cycle um, I love the chatbot the whole sort of support side of it where you know we're starting to see that replication of what is a customer experience for those of you who have ever been on any sort of website ordering anything the chatbot appears you know to start seeing that come into hr to help employer employees and managers navigate through things and understand you know what they looked at before presenting information to them thinking about what they're search history has been and therefore what might be reasonable data or in the cases I as I mentioned earlier that you know the other exciting thing for me is around learning because I think what we have seen in the last few years has been this big explosion of learning content you know this whole sort of Netflix concept but with that then comes the challenge of what's the right thing for you what's the right thing for you where you are in your career your capabilities the career path you want to take etc and watching that emerge so that what is presented to you is stuff that it will make the biggest difference to your career, the biggest difference to your learning. That, that's really quite exciting because I think that really starts to help people in their, in their progression in organisations um, and, and brings that power of that insight and that information together uh, to for individuals.
1: Okay, brilliant. So we kind of had an idea of where it's at now um, and where we think it's adding the most value, but where do you think it's going? what do you think is next in terms of developments and kind of what what are you most excited about
2: i think the learning space that aaron's touched on i think there's huge growth potential within learning we have from my perspective it has focused a lot around talent and a lot around sort of hr chatbots and the knowledge sharing but learning and as you say that sort of netflix esque approach to really narrow down what people need to learn to be able to progress the careers that they want. So not just the skills they need from an employer perspective, but also what career would you like within the organization and how do you how do you achieve that? I think AI is showing some real potential to help that, particularly in larger organizations. So I think that's where I see it progressing and maturing. Um, I think as well there's a key point to make as it matures is probably some hesitancy around what AI data is being used for. I think, you know, it's still in its very early stages at the moment. So I think a lot of it may not be used in many industries or at least not to, you know, not in a huge capacity. So I guess from a learning perspective, it would probably be what what is the data being used for? Yes, it's being used for your career and it's being used to help you develop. But what else is it being used for? So, Aaron, I don't know if you have had any experience of that as AI starts to be more commonly used in organisations and how they sort of handle those data questions
0: That's a really interesting point, Rachel. I think, and again, just harking back to a previous previous conversation, I think one of the big concerns three or four years ago was um, how do I manage or understand the algorithms within an AI, the, the machine learning, the algorithms underneath the AI itself to make sure that it's not introducing bias into the organization to what's my accountability as an employer who's leveraging this technology, what's my accountability for it and if it goes wrong and it starts putting forward a a subset of candidates for example I don't want or it starts leading people down learning paths that aren't actually useful and all that kind of nice stuff what's my what's my remit on that and I think that still remains probably one of the biggest and I think when people are buying products in uh, that claim to have AI or claim to have machine learning you really don't need to take it not on face value but really get into the detail and understand what it means how do they work it through, what data sets do they use to program uh, the, the AI, what have other um, clients seen in using it and what have their learnings been and asking for as much transparency as you possibly can um, around that because it's it, it's fraught with some some challenges and certainly it's a whole new area of consideration for for HR functions uh, to think about that and to think about the data usage in there. So it's quite quite interesting to it's a it's a different aspect to, to take on it um, than most HR functions are used to. That said, I, I just I, I think there is so much going on right now that it's hard to avoid. It's very exciting right now. It's certainly I think going to bring a lot of different um, pieces together for clients. And I think, as, as Rachel said, you know that learning piece, the talent acquisition, the talent management, skills skills. Um, building and 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 you're sort of taking your skills and understanding what that means you could be available for for work in other projects, for example. So one of the things that's quite exciting is is longitudinal data that you're collecting over time in your HR system around the development of someone's skills, helping then inform internal talent moves and infer you know and rather than in the traditional way you'd be like well who could fill that role and go and find them right and you wait and you figure it out and you take a guess and you know and it's who you know or who your managers know the, the actual products themselves coming back with a list of people that they that it knows have gained those skills or have shown a preference in that direction or from their previous jobs have brought some of those skills with them and you may not even know that right and it's that's where it gets really powerful and especially as we think right now, one of the biggest challenges for businesses is how do I grow and develop and retain my talent in my organization? These sets of tools will come to the fore very much there. So I think it's very much something you should embrace uh, and look into, but also that little bit of consideration around data as Rachel was saying, and, and, and the algorithms themselves.
2: But what I would say is, despite the data limitations, that will come with maturity as well. And, you know, it's not something that HR aren't used to. We've had GDPR and it's a very, very similar approach to that. So, now I completely agree. It's a lot of exciting technology that's coming through. And particularly over the last 12 to 18 months during the pandemic, we've seen a huge amount of vertical technologies enter the market and AI has accompanied them along the way. So it's something that is going to become very, very much part of our lives in the future.
0: And Rachel, you've been doing quite a bit of work, I know, with some of our clients on on looking at that vertical technology, those those point solutions uh, technologies that are that are out there and have always been in and around HR, but as you say, have increased, I think, through through the pandemic. Are there any that you would you would raise to our listeners as ones to think about, or areas of technology that people could could have a look into?
2: I think, in terms of areas of technology, we've seen a huge shift around engagement and well being. Mm-hmm. So. And and AI very much links to that in terms of keeping your employees connected, particularly if the hybrid working environment is here to stay. So we've been asked for technologies that will allow people to provide reward recognition or we've had very similar cases of chatbots and how they can be used to allow employees to access information and also on a tw- and also to access it 24/7 which I think is really important a-, a good use case actually is how to communicate essential information so as we've gone through the pandemic there's been important information that needs to go across multinational organisations where that information wasn't Needed to be sent overnight or in the last few hours. So to have that kind of technology where you can send that information immediately has been really, really interesting. And AI-powered technology has been able to make that a reality. So mainly around the engagement and the communication side has been an interesting, interesting point from our clients.
0: That's a great, as you say, it's a great angle, in particular through the, pan, through the pandemic and and as we go into hybrid working more and more, that that sort of level of engagement. Uh, it's going to be really key in the well-being side of things and potentially looking out for potential challenges or suggesting to, to people it, proactively ways to improve um, their connectivity or their well-being uh, will be very, very well sought after. I think the other one that's similarly connected and we've seen a rise in has been, though in a very different area, has been of workforce planning and rostering. You know, and again, if you think about that, that that can in some organisations that can be an incredibly complex environment. The the mix of both shift patterns, the the um, scheduling itself, and 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 the and moving around that, but also, you know, what are the right skills? And in some of the regulated areas, only being able to put certain people on certain jobs because the regulation, historically, that has been a massive overhead for businesses, both in terms of HR, but as well as line managers. And so that, I think, again, is another area where we've seen an an escalation in that because of the demand for workforce planning to understand who's doing what job. And that really does lend itself to sort of AI and machine learning to really understand, as as Rachel made right at the start, those patterns and how do you get those patterns in. And So it is is really interesting because I have to say three, four years ago when I was doing these conversations, it was predominantly around recruitment and talent acquisition that really was where the focus was. And I think what we've seen is all of these vertical products and all of the historical, the large scale ERPs as well, the horizontal products as we describe them, you know really embracing this technology as a way of, of, of accelerating decision making and adding a proactive element to decision making in HR. And so, you know, I think as you mentioned that it takes while and while to get that stuff done. But when you've gathered that data over a period of time, it's going to make a big difference.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. So, Here's boils down to the big question. So we deal with clients on a day-to-day basis that might be evaluating where AI might be useful in their business and you know which technologies they might want to consider. Is there a particular way that they should be thinking about this and what advice would you give to them?
2: I guess my first question for them would be why would they why are they interested in AI and that's not a direct question that's more around is it because you have heard that this is what other businesses are doing or you've heard that it's a hot topic for example or have you related it to one of your problem statements so I think the first thing I would do is sit down with the client as an example and really try to find out what their what their reason is for for looking at AI because there are so many use cases and it's not just as Aaron mentioned in terms of recruitment or talent there's a lot of ways that it can be incorporated into a business so more trying to align it with their overall people strategy so my first question would be why
0: yeah I'd agree uh, be very clear on the outcomes. It's very easy to fall into shiny tools and to the magpie kind of way of looking at new solutions, especially in this area, because there, there are some really cool things going on, right? And it's really interesting. But I think you've got to ask yourself why. Uh, I think the other thing you've got to ask yourself around is, what is my strategy for data and how I'm integrating that together? You know, So I think you know, as we started to talk about on a number of these things, the power comes when you bring different pieces together. When you bring in capabilities and skills, you bring in job history, promotion history and when you start looking at where people have come from and their CVs and their data and that skill sets, you know, that's where you start getting the real power for this and and therefore the more connected those solutions are and the more able to connect they are, the better, but you need to have that in mind as well. So how are you going to bring all the pieces together? Think of it in, in isolation. So what's the outcome you're trying to achieve, as Rachel says, but also you know what? How what are the pieces that you need to bring together and connect to get the best answer out of it?
1: Okay, thank you. Well, that for me I think brings us to the end of our discussion. Um, if any of the listeners have any questions on what you've heard, or just are wondering what there actually is on the market in this AI space, feel free to reach out to us. It's a passion of ours, and Rachel and Aaron would be happy to answer any of your questions. Um, And that's us for today. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Romy. Thanks, Rachel.
2: Thank you.